politics, political history, and curiosity. Uh, firstly, I need to update you on recent history. Very recent. On the weekend, a general election was held in New Zealand, which gave the Labour Party an absolute majority in Parliament. That means that they possess the numbers to govern alone. The first time this has happened under the MMP mixed member proportional electoral system. It is likely that Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern will sign a deal with the Green Party that has supported her during the last term in government. This is because absolute majorities are frowned upon, like going about in public with no trousers. Absolute majority governments and the ills they serve are largely the reason for the change to MMP via referendum in 1993. I will try and give an account of how this came about, how MMP works, and how politicians reacted to it. We begin with first past the post or FPP, the electoral system which New Zealand inherited from the UK, which still uses it. The way it works is simple. Whoever wins the most votes in an electorate or constituency wins the seat. They, they are usually members of a political party, which then tries to form a majority of the seats that make up parliament. However, they are required to win a bare majority compared to other candidates, thus a plurality of the votes cast. Say a party wins most of its seats with small majorities, and their opponents win fewer seats, but with larger margins. That means that when all the votes are counted, the party that wins the most seats and a majority in parliament might actually have fewer votes overall than their opponents. This happened prior to the 1984 election when Labour actually won the popular vote in the 1978 and 1981 elections, but National formed the government. This was a problem because it is fundamentally undemocratic. Winning the most votes should win the election. This worried some academics and people on the political edge. Then the fourth Labour government rubbished the protections New Zealanders had come to expect and at the same time launched a royal commission to investigate electoral reform. The commission recommended changing to a proportional electoral system like in West Germany, which had MMP. Then Prime Minister David Longy made a mistake. He took part in a televised debate for the 1987 election and misread his notes when asked about election reform. He promised to accept the Royal Commission's findings 
and to hold a binding referendum. He won re-election, so he did what he promised. Their national came in in 1990 and brought neoliberal reform to the welfare system. Benefits were cut, and the public got angry. Very, very angry. They voted against Labour because of their reform agenda and were not pleased to see National doing the same, but worse. But Prime Minister Jim Bolger wasn't deaf to their cries and he decided not to break Labour's promise to hold a binding referendum. The public voted for MMP, and in 1996, the first MMP election took place. The result was a dog's breakfast. No one won a majority, and Labour and National were now joined by minor parties, ACT, the Association of Consumers and Taxpayers, founded by neoliberal politicians who had finally been thrown out of Labour, New Zealand First, the Alliance, a small bunch of left-wing parties, including the Greens, and United New Zealand. Because no one held a majority, there was a furious negotiation to do deals with the minor parties, and New Zealand First had the ability to form government with either Labour or National. Leader Winston Peters stretched the negotiation process out over nine weeks and ultimately formed a coalition government with National. And in so doing, he managed to get quite a few concessions. He became Deputy Prime Minister, and he also invented the post of Treasurer, which sat senior to the Minister of Finance. Before founding New Zealand First in 1993, Peters was in the National Party, but his populism led him to take advantage of MMP and found his own party. The resulting government did not last. Bolger was ousted by Jenny Shipley, who in 1997 became New Zealand's first female Prime Minister. She did not get on with Winston Peters, who would leave the government, splitting his party in the process. Shipley managed to limp on with the rump of New Zealand first, but the public called time on the un- unstable government and elected Helen Clark as the first elected female Prime Minister, and she easily formed a coalition with the Alliance. But Joe, how does MMP actually work? Well, there are... 120 MPs in Parliament. 65 of them have electorates and are elected in the old first-past-the-post way. The remaining 55 MPs are elected according to a party list. Each party selects candidates from the list which is submitted to the 
Electoral Commission. People vote twice on their ballot paper, once for their preferred local candidate and once for a party. So a party might have 10 MPs elected by our electorates and get 30% of the party votes, which entitles them to 30% of the 120 seats in Parliament, or 36 seats. 10 of their seats have already been won, so 26 come from the list. This is what makes the system proportional. A slightly weird thing happens when a party wins more electorate seats than their party vote gives them. So if a party wins two electorate seats, but only 0.5% of the party vote, Parliament grows to compensate. So instead of 120 MPs, there are now 121. There is a rule that a party must win at least 5% of the party vote to get any representation in Parliament. This stops multiple tiny parties from getting in. Nutters exist in New Zealand, but usually not in groups making up more than 5% of the population. The votes below the threshold are discarded and therefore wasted. This rule does not apply if an electorate seat is won. If a party gets 1.3% of the party vote, but manages to win an electorate seat, then that electorate MP brings in one additional seat from the party list. This is called coat-tailing. This is how ACT survived election after election below the 5% threshold. So, how have politicians adjusted? Well, they have made it work. Coalitions and minority governments have been the modus operandi in Parliament for 25 years. And now in 2020, we have the first absolute majority. That means that in 2020, we finally do not have a hung Parliament. Uh, this has been a growing trend since MEP came in. Helen Clark won mightily in 2002, but no majority. So John Key almost won a majority in 2014, but not quite. Now it has happened. This suggests that there may be a binary bias in people. Conservative commentator Liam Hare made that point during election night coverage on Channel 1. But under MMP, politicians have been much more responsive to the public. And no one has tried a big reform agenda. First past the post rewarded leaders with single-minded ambition and tyrannical behaviour like Sir Robert Muldoon and punished those who grew weary and dysfunctional like David Longy. MMP Prime Ministers have been more collegial, better at managing people and soothing the egos of their support party leaders. 
This style of leadership is, in the main, more positive, more maternal. Former Prime Minister Sir Geoffrey Palmer wrote a book about Parliament in the 1970s called Unbridled Power. Since MMP, he rewrote the title in new editions to say Bridled Power. MMP is the bridal of New Zealand government. But we must not forget the power of the horse that wears the bridle. That power is still there. And now that bridle may have been bitten through. We don't know exactly what the new government will look like. It's far too early to say. But Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern holds all the cards now. For three years, she has absolute power. Before I go, I'll, uh, I just want to make a, a further point, which is that under MMP, uh, someone can lose their electorate seat, but that still make it into Parliament because they are high enough on their party list. This can be an annoying thing because the voters have indicated they don't want that person in Parliament, and yet that person remains. However, it, it, it can be that losing their electorate seat and getting in on the list does send a pretty powerful signal. We have two MPs at the moment who have been long-standing electorate MPs and they both lost their seats in the election that has just happened. That's Nick Smith, whose electorate was Nelson, and Jerry Brownlee in Ireland. They both lost their seats and have both been in politics for many, many years. They are now taking stock. If they get back in on the list, they may decide, hey, you know what, I'm going to to step out. I'm going to respect the will of the people. And that will mean that because they have a list seat, uh, if they resign a new person comes in on the list. There is no need for a by-election. So it's a very it's a very effective way of renewing Parliament. Also, uh, Winston Peters has now uh, lost her, both his Northland electorate seat and his party got only 2.4% of the party vote, therefore they're out. He could come back in three years. He's done it before. He lost in 2008 and returned in 2011. But he is 75 years old. He doesn't have too many tomorrows left. And... uh, After a while, it does start to look a little pathetic. But we'll see what he decides to do. So anyway, that's it uh, from me for this 
installment of Snap. Uh, I hope uh, it's been interesting to you. Uh, okay,